Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Impractical Theorists. Courtney and Sabre here. Today we're going to be talking about 2020. Woo! Yeah, thank God that shit's over, right? <laughs> so, uh... We all know it's been like a fucking... It was a wild shit show of a year. Um, and we're... To, we want to kind of expand upon all of the things that happened. And I'm, granted, we're probably not going to get every single thing added in there. Because there was a lot of... Um, political stuff and a lot of um, natural disasters worldwide. Um, there was problems. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> honestly, there was just a lot that happened. But we're gonna try and cover some of the biggest topics and things that remember, and also how we survived twenty twenty, um, including what life was like for us in the pandemic. Um, I actually had COVID nineteen, so what my experience is like, and we're just gonna kind of talk about the shit show that, that is twenty twenty. <laughs> So I feel like we all are extremely hopeful that 2021 is not the same and uh, Truth. starting off, I don't know, I don't know if we'd consider it strong in a good way or just strong in a way that it's just like, all right, um, nervous laughter. <laughs> all right. I'm in danger. <laughs> all right. Oh God, I have to share this. So, oh, what company is it? It's, uh, I can't remember, but there is a commercial that I saw on one of the ads on like Hulu or whatever, and it's uh, it's of the uh, the devil and twenty twenty being in a relationship, <laughs> and he's like, I never want this this year to end, <laughs> and it's just like really really funny. Yeah. Oh god, it it that's yeah that's exactly what it felt like too. Yeah. Oh, oh god, yeah, from the beginning. But yeah, honestly, yeah, like I I mean you know going all the way back to the beginning and. I don't know. I haven't been able to find a list that kind of states everything that happened month like by month. Yeah, yeah, kind of like to break it down. Um, but I do know, like, so starting off some of the first things that I remember about 2020, we had the uh, protests in Hong Kong. And I remember that being, like, seriously intense. Like, and I don't 100% remember everything that it was over, but I just know that it was a, a lot that had to do with some of the freedoms in China and the, and, you know, uh, people essentially being oppressed mm. and how people were literally like, we're talking like college students taking to their building and like arming, like bow and arrow arming themselves. And like, <laughs> like it was like, it was like serious, Damn. like warfare. Like it was crazy how, you know, people responded to oppression. And actually that's one thing that is kind of like a theme of this year you know what I mean? Like, people rose up this year. Yeah. A lot more yeah. than any other year. And I feel like that's part of the reason why a lot of things have changed this year. There's been a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, reaction from the government. Yeah, like, well, and, and causing a reaction with, with you know, uh, the American people. And that's just specifically for America. But I feel like, in a, in a global standpoint, there was mm-hmm. a lot of... Um, uprising you know um like poland they uh they banned abortions which was really uh yeah and and um their people you know immediately took to the streets and were uh protesting and uh, i don't know if that's still going on and it was a little while ago but i know that was like a huge thing in the headlines for a while was um their decision upon that i will still never understand protesting for something that doesn't involve you well, I know it was a protest against that because people wanted people want to be able to make the choice, and their government took that away from them. So, and I know it's oh, you are saying they banned abortion? Yeah, they oh. banned it, and then people were like, "I misunderstood Fuck that." 
you're not taking away our freedoms and our right to choose as women and fucking up our reproduction rights. Right. We're going to take to the fucking Sorry, streets. Sorry, no, I thought it was, I thought you were saying the opposite happened, that they made it legal or right. whatever. Right, no, I don't no, know yeah, why, no, they I just heard it, it the wrong way. Um, so yeah, we had the Hong Kong protest, that was really intense, I know, I'm pretty sure that was like early January or something like that it was and and I think maybe even into the end of December or December from 2019 Mm -hmm. um the wildfires in Australia that was really early in the year yeah that was devastating to watch and like seeing like all these um you know these pictures of all these animals like burned and you know in there in the ones that were lucky enough to be um picked up and put into rehabilitation and mm-hmm. um, yeah it actually yeah you're ringing some bells with that now i remember that and it was that was so that was so incredibly sad to just they have such a you know everyone jokes about australia like and the wildlife that they have um and how everything in australia is trying to kill you which i mean i we we have Florida, so I mean <laughs> we're not that far off. But they have such a diverse um, and unique sort of wildlife there with all of their their different um, I don't know just like giant ass spiders and cute little marsupials and like and and they took a massive hit and a lot of their country like burned you know especially in the in the brush area and mm-hmm. and you know putting um you know all kinds of different people from all walks of life including like aboriginal people that live there at risk um so that was really that was really disheartening to see um and and just and, you know and the damage that was done um and i know that you know at the end of you know now that we're at the end of that um we're you know seeing a lot of regrowth but i know that the healing has a lot of ways to go still as mm-hmm. far as um you know helping out their their wildlife population and more blessed with the children of Steve Irwin who like care yeah. so much about conservation. They're so cute. They I are just love adorable. them. Adorable. I watched a video yesterday of and I cannot remember his name. Um is it Robert? Steve's son? I don't remember what his I name think is. it I think it is Robert. Um but he it was essentially like it was like Steve like in the background sound was like Steve doing an interview and like talking about conservation and his kids and you know passing the torch and and you see you know him running out there and like messing with alligators and shit I was like dude Steve would be so proud oh yeah it it was so 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 heartwarming to see how much his kids care um both uh Robert and uh Bindi that's just it's it's really heartwarming that they care so much about it they're cute they are they are so cute um, let's see. So then, yeah, March happened. And, well, I mean, we kind of knew about coronavirus at the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, so I remember this was insane because, you know, we were still working together at that point. And I did, like, I I had heard about coronavirus, obviously, because everyone was freaking out. Like, it hadn't hit the U.S. just yet. But, like, everyone was, like, thinking we were going to go on lockdown and all this stuff. And I was like, <laughs> whatever. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Fucking last dun, all dun, the rest dun. of the year. Oh, God. Yeah, it was crazy because, like, I remember one of our coworkers talking to me about it. Like, no, like, it's seriously going to happen. And then I started getting a little excited. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, let's let's take off work. I'm like, <laughs> uh, they, they, I heard the words, no work. And I'm like, excuse the fuck out of me. What? <laughs> right now? But, uh, Wait, yeah, my last... And I get to file unemployment and be paid the entire time? 
Sorry, well, I'm not sweet. trying to, like, take advantage, obviously. But, it, I mean, well... I didn't I, feel good to have to do that, but... Here's my thing about it, though. This is this is my takeaway from it. Did, did a lot of us have to use assistance? Yes. And I think a lot of people who normally would never have had to, like, I've never had to use government assistance before, and I yeah, sincerely, right, sincerely hope that I never have to ever again. Mm. Um, but... And I, this is, this is my own personal experience because I know that there were so many people who were negatively affected by quarantine, Mm -hmm. especially on a mental level and with... After a while, but I feel like at first people were actually tapping into like really important like skills and things like that. That's what I was going to say. You know, it's just until it became a little too much. I thrived in quarantine. I loved it. I absolutely loved it because all I did was create. Mm -hmm. I fucking, you got me under the sourdough stuff. So I started making bread and I started doing, you know, projects and uh, going out. And that's when we went for, we went foraging right before. Oh um, yeah. Right before it was like, no, it might've been like the first week of quarantine. Like we were just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, let's just go be out in the woods for a while because this is very overwhelming. Oh yeah. Because I remember when we were coming back out of the woods that day, I got a text from one of my mom's friends, like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, uh, taking a walk in the woods. Why? And she goes, well, when you reach civilization again, (laughs) everything's going to be blown up and like, you know, and the, basically that's how it was. We came back and then coronavirus happened. Yeah. Um, and that was... We should have I mean, just stayed in the woods. Should have just, should've just <laughs> fucking stayed in the woods. Um, but, you know, I, I really... I did. I enjoyed my time in quarantine. I really did. I got to create. I got to relax and kind of um, find some of my... Find myself a little bit. Find some right. skills and find some things that I really enjoy doing and being able to express myself in doing those. Like... That was really what I enjoyed in quarantine. And, and again, I know that it really wasn't the same for everybody, that a lot of people really, really struggled through that. And I know that it was a really, really tough time for people. And I my heart really does go out to those people because I can't imagine what it would be like, especially for those like who, who have really, really serious mental health issues, um, you know, because suicide rates rose, um, domestic violence rose, and that's something mm-hmm. I think that you know needs to so be addressed. Divorce rates, yeah, yeah, because we were we people were being forced to stay indoors and stay around other people, and sometimes being able to leave and go somewhere or go to work was people's only escape from that. Yeah, and that was really crippling to a lot of I, people. I gotta say, honestly, I <laughs> I've been waiting for this to happen my entire life because I like thoroughly hate working like as bad as that sounds like I just haven't like because I guess I've just worked like a lot of hard labor jobs for the most part not hard labor but like you know restaurant on your feet for fucking 10 to 12 hours like a piss on you know what I mean like so um for me I thought that you know the opportunity to not do anything for a while would be great but then like literally towards the end after I'd been off for most of the year like and I finally went back to work I was like so ready for it just just to be able to focus on something else you know outside of my there truly is only so much bread you can bake and so much house you can clean before (laughs) you like I'm like I'm I'm at the end of like week one and the entire apartment is like could be used as a tuberculosis recovery ward (laughs) and like I've completely cleaned and rearranged all the closets and everything and Kevin's like so now what and I'm like I don't fuck if I know. Like I don't know. I I guess we sit here. I let's twiddle our thumbs for a while. Right. Like 
Uh, oh, really dude, like how can we forget, dude, Tiger King. Oh, yeah, Tiger, Tiger King. King. Dude, <laughs> got Carol Baskin. <laughs> like, can you, can you, dude, Carol Baskin is definitely the reason 2020 happened. <laughs> you know why 2020 sucks so bad? Goddamn, Carol Baskin. <laughs> like, that was, th- can we just take a second? Because holy shit, that was like, that was so weird. Like, where the <laughs> fuck did Tiger King come from? Right. Like, how is it we have never heard of that fucking mullet-wearing weirdo ever in our lives? Like, I had no idea this dude exists. I had no idea some fucking weird-ass meth addict named Joe Exotic. It's <laughs> not his real name, but, like, this fucking weirdo just goes around shooting tigers and doing meth. And I'm just like... Like, th- to watch that documentary was so weird because it was like <laughs> oh is this I told real my, life i seriously i told myself from the get-go because i saw like a bunch of propaganda about it before i actually watched it and i was like there's no way in hell i'm watching that shit <laughs> that's so there is no stupid. way this is gonna be stupid as shit and you watch it and you're like yeah yeah it is stupid as shit but like holy wow. fuck wow. <laughs> people really act like that yeah <laughs> well i mean it wasn't oklahoma so are we really that surprised <laughs> was it oklahoma pretty sure it was Oklahoma. Okay, because like I was I kept getting confused because Carol Baskin I think is from Florida. Florida. Yes, yeah. she was, yeah. But um and have you ever have you ever did you know so you, you know that Joe Exotic used to make music? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever actually watched any of his music videos? I have just like what he showed on there. Cause he like would show like clips of them. Oh you actually like I'll have after the end of the podcast <laughs> I'll show you because there is some it is some preposterous shit. Like, it really is so weird. And, and I just, like, I feel like at the end of 2020, we were just like, Tiger King who? But, like, you guys, this happened. This was real. Right. And it, and it was... Wh- it was almost like one of those pieces, though, that I almost forgot was part of this year. Yeah. Because so much over, like, has overshadowed it, you know? Yeah, like- well, and especially when we got to... Um, you know, the closer we got to November and the closer we got to election, that was really what took the forefront of everything. And, um, well, and I wouldn't even, I would actually reverse and say even before the election, what really started to take over was the, uh, Black Lives Matter protest and the death of, you know, uh, I mean, so many black people, but including, you know, including George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Maude Aubrey, Mm -hmm. um, uh, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember that young man that died in, uh, that was shot down in, or, uh, or not shot down, but was killed in Colorado. That one was pretty recent. Um, and then they fucking, um, I don't know, did a bunch of shit at his, um, like his vigil. And I don't know, I just not, I, I know that you didn't protest, but I did. I went to the protest that was, uh, yeah, that was local to yeah. us. And, and it definitely, there was. Tension, I don't feel is the right word. It was, I like, maybe ten, like uh, intense. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you can feel the energy from these people and how angry they are and how hurt they are. And I, it's, it's, it's really, I don't know, it's, um, some of it's kind of empowering in a sense that you're like, you know, that you, you feel like you're helping a gr- bigger and greater cause. And I think that, you know, that's really truly what we were doing. Um, but the level of kind of emotional pain that you feel from other people, that these are people's lives that matter and they're being specifically targeted because of their skin color. Um, you know, it, 
it, you, you want to do everything you can to help people, or at least I do, because I'm a person that believes in helping and, and lifting up and being uh, an amplifier to the voices of others. Um, and that was, you know, a really, uh, a really charged time of this year. And I think really, really, I mean, yeah, I mean if coronavirus that, wasn't bad enough, then we have these murderings, these killings, and we're protesting, and you're seeing people rally, literally, not all just over. all over America, but all yeah. over the world. Yeah. The whole world was like, dude, what the fuck is going on, America? Right. What in the shit is happening? And that was... I remember seeing, like, pictures, pictures of from everywhere, from yeah. all over the world. I mean, we're talking, like... And people, like, were from different countries were, like, putting out their opinions about what was going on in America and it was really it was really intense how it's almost like everyone was you know kind of separated and divided but also a lot a large portion of the world came together for that yeah so I mean I will say that that you know politics might have severely divided people this year but at the end of the day we all went through the same bullshit this together yeah together and I think that that should bring us together more than anything because, you know, we were all in the rough together. We were all, you know, we all had to deal with it one way or another. And I'm not saying everybody, like some people like my dad and stepmom, they were, they've literally not been affected. At because, all. you know, their jobs are still open, know, and open and functioning and they are yeah. making money. And, and I know that there's a lot of people who aren't as lucky who's whose jobs are shut down or who yeah. and are still shut down or there are people who, you know, their pay took a major hit because of that. Yeah. And, and I think that that is something that we have forgotten, um, especially with the way that everything is so politically charged right now is that, um, and I'm guilty of this myself, but you know, we, we lost what was keeping us together and how we were all like, we're all quarantined right now. Right. Our country is shut the fuck down. Like, we have to try and take care of each other as best as we can and still social distance and and, and remi- remember that we're going through this experience as a collective. Yeah. And we're all, we're all fucking feeling it. Like, yeah. we are all feeling it. Yeah. And it was um, really difficult, you know? I'm, like, again, maybe for some people more than others, but it was really challenging. And. Yeah. I think there was a lot of fear in what's to come. And I think there still is. Coronavirus is not gone. And yeah. we're, we're vastly behind in getting vaccines out to people who need it. And um, I, I think that that needs to be something that should be remembered, you know, mm-hmm. is that at the beginning of the year, it wasn't, it wasn't every man for himself. You know, it was like, how can we take care of each each other? How can we take care of your disabled neighbors or your poor neighbor or your elderly neighbor or your neighbor who's a single parent with, you know, kids and who is going to be struggling even harder now? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that needs yeah. to be remembered. Yeah, absolutely. I know for one, I will never forget 2020. I'm like literally have kept like I bought the Time magazine featuring uh, the coronavirus pandemic episode or issue and... <clears throat> Like, I've saved all of my documents from the White House or, like, from, like, um, unemployment or um, just, like, my new job. Like, if I, like, because I started a new job in June, so I, like, kept all of that stuff. Like, just, just kind of, like, gave you a rundown of, like, what happened this year. Because, I mean, honestly, we should remember Re- to try to strive yeah. for better in the future. You yeah. You know, like... 
And not only that, but I was kind of like thinking and I kind of made myself laugh like, we need to document this shit because future generations might not believe us <laughs> that this shit went down. Literally, like this is this is some shit for the history books. And yeah. I mean, that doesn't even scratch the surface. Like, yeah. you know, going down some of the list of things that we have here, like um, the drone strike in Baghdad that killed that Iranian general. We have, um, you know, several different um, like... Uh, natural disasters, uh, volcano eruptions, and floods, especially over in, uh, like, Southeast Asia. And then um, wasn't California on fire for a while? Uh, California was the West Coast I fires. literally thought, like, that 2020, the fucking uh, fault line would break and California would fall off. Like, I just thought, like, that would be... Can we get rid of Florida So instead? 2020. <laughs> Um, let's see, uh, the impeachment of Donald Trump, dude, how do we forget that? Like we literally tried to impeach our president. We were just like, all right, you know what? We've had enough. (laughs) Let's let, you know, uh, so that began, um, we did, I mean, we did go into a massive recession, places like Italy, um, and yeah. France, they went on these major fucking lockdowns, um, Australia, oh, yeah. they were, and they were showing videos of, like, people singing from their balconies yeah. and stuff, it was and so it was, cute. it was, honestly, it was very precious that they would, they would go out there and try to still connect with their neighbors as yeah. best as possible, because they just couldn't fucking leave. So I have to say this, though, like, I have literally, any kind of TV show or movie or anything that's come out this year where they had to record during doing social distancing like so basically everyone's on their webcam you know recording these these movies and stuff and like it just like put a tear in my eye every single time because like everybody went through it together yeah you know and it was just as equally painful for everybody but we still tried to make the best of it like you know the daily show for example it's the (laughs) daily social social distancing show right now oh is it because yeah because he's he's not going into like the studio he's you know doing it from home and doing it on his webcam um that's so crazy too like just like people even people famous people like movie stars are quarantining and you know working from home yeah did you did you i know it happened uh pretty recently but did you see the the clip of i think it was brad pitt or maybe it wasn't I don't know. So it was a famous celebrity. I'll have to look that up in a little bit. But like freaking the fuck out because people were breaking like Uh, quarantine or not quarantine. Well, I guess it was like social distancing and mask wearing restrictions. And he flipped the fuck out. It might have been Tom Cruise. I don't know. It was a famous fucking actor. But anyways, he's like doing this, this movie and they have very, very strict quarantine, social distancing, mask wearing sanitation standards because... If anyone gets COVID, then they have to shut the whole fucking thing down. Right. And he was like, dude, he's like, people, this is how people feed their fucking families. He's like, this is how people take care of each other and take care of themselves and their families. And how are you going to not care, essentially? And I was like, that's, you know, that is um, really uplifting, I think, to see that even the wealthiest and the richest among us at least give somewhat of a shit. I Mm -hmm. mean, not all of them, but, you know, to see a few who care. We're right. like, it's not just about me, it's about the staff as well and keeping everybody safe. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, and uh, Kevin Hart, so he, his uh, most recent special, it's called No Fucks Given, I think it's on Netflix, um, he recorded that in his living room. <laughs> so I watched you know, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, like, very, very private setting. It's like all social distanced and everything. Yeah, that was great. Um, it's just been really interesting, like seeing all the creativity now in you know the new normal so yeah. to say to, yeah or at least our normal for now you know yeah 
Um, let's see, what else happened? Ooh, the um, explosion in Beirut. I remember watching videos of that on um, Facebook, and that that was terrifying. I, I mean, you know, I, it wasn't like some like politically charged or, you know, war attack by any means, but it was, that's like, part of that city was completely leveled. There was nothing left. Wow. And I can't imagine how... What just happened recently? Recently, like it was like a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even just a week ago or so, where there was something in the United States where something it was like a suicide bomb bombing or something like that. Oh my god, that was in um, Nashville. Oh, it was yeah. in Nashville, I yeah, it was somewhere like in that area. Yeah, that happened. That that <clears throat> fucking happened like the very, very end of 2020, like very end. And yeah. I'm just like, um. Going out with a bang. Oh, wait. <laughs> Remember, um, wasn't the Las Vegas shooting this year? Wasn't that in Las Vegas? Or... Remember there was like a sniper on top of the building just taking people out? Yeah, oh, at the, um, at the, at that concert. I don't yeah. think that was this year. Was it? I don't know. I but it, it was last it year. it feels really close. I feel like it all just blurs together. Yeah, it really does. With this year, like, wait, did that happen this year? It would make sense if it did, because a lot of shit <laughs> happened. Right. Um... The, the quote-unquote murder hornets. That one actually terrifies the shit out of me because I'm already scared of wasps and hornets and shit like that. Right. But, um, yeah, the giant or the uh, giant Japanese hornet. I think I would rather have the murder clowns back. I would, I'll take the murder clowns. <laughs> I'll take the murder clowns over fucking, like, three-inch long giant fucking hornets. Yeah, I'll take oh, that. Oh, yeah. So we totally forgot. Not only did we have coronavirus to deal with this year, but in other parts of the world they were dealing with Ebola and the bubonic plague. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is actually happening? Yeah. yeah. The world's on fire. Everybody's dying. <laughs> like, murder hornets, Tiger King. Like, <laughs> it, it just, and, and I mean, the list fucking goes on and on and oh, on about, yeah. you know, uh, um, you know, people being gunned down and political attacks in different countries and all these different plagues and... Uh, you know, coronavirus and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's really intense, you know, it, it's very stressful to try and, uh, navigate in this year's world. And, um, you know, especially with trying to, you know, continue after, after quarantine and it continue social distancing practices and mask wearing and sanitation. And like, I got COVID, mm-hmm. um, my, my boyfriend and I both did. And it, it's, I, of course, I definitely believe that, obviously, coronavirus is real. I had it. But I believe that before then, that it's not just some sort of big political hoax and that it's, not, you know, that we shouldn't be wearing masks and social distancing. Like, I, you know, I followed all of those and still got COVID. You know what, though? I was thinking, though, that, like, because I was watching Intervention yesterday and I was like, man, like, probably more people die from the opioid crisis every year than have died from coronavirus this year. You know? I mean, yeah. I, I suicide... And one, I think that a lot of that in turn happened because of, you know, quarantining from COVID that we were seeing. Like, that was another thing, aside from suicide rates and domestic violence rates going up, we see a huge influx of substance abuse, both, um, you know, uh, hardcore drugs and alcohol. Right. And, um, and I just, I I think that people that were like, what, you know, trying to cope, trying to find a way to get through the day from losing their job or losing a massive amount of income and being stuck, you know, indoors, um, I guess all the time. Me, like, <clears throat> I'm just going to go out on a limb here, but 
COVID-19 is not scary to me at all, like, because I usually get the flu every year, and I know that it hits people differently, yada, 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 whatever, but, like, it doesn't scare me enough to make me want to quarantine and stay inside. Like, yeah, I'm respectful of people. I wear a mask in public. You know, I wash my hands like crazy to the point where my skin's, like, breaking apart, (laughs) but to me, like, all of this everybody freaking out and everything like I just don't know that it's really that and you know what I mean like I just don't think that it's that scary and for me alone like I've known people you my dad got COVID and like they're pretty much fine (laughs) I mean yeah I'm not saying that's for everybody yeah obviously if you have underlying health conditions you are in a like, scary place, you yeah. know, if you contract COVID-19. I'm not trying to make light of any of that, um, but I am saying, like, there is things like the flu that happen every year, and it just happens. It just happens. Well, I, I think that a lot of the fear comes from the fact that we, this was brand new, you know? Well, yeah, and then if you think about it, too, like, it's so widespread at this point that I don't really know, like, obviously I'm not a scientist or anything, but I don't really know, is there... Is it going to go away, you know, or do we just need to treat it like the flu in the future? Like, because I just feel like it's so everywhere. It's literally all over the world at this point. And now there's like different strains, like, you know. That's fucking terrifying. You know, there's a, it's a, they believe it's to be like way more transferable and that's now hit the U.S. I think they, I know they found it, I think in Colorado and a couple other states. Florida was like, yeah. And I mean... You know, the, the vaccine will, will help protect and fight against that. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful, I think, um, that herd immunity will help protect everybody, mm-hmm. even those who don't want to get it for whatever reason. And I'm, that's, I'm not even going to touch on that because it's its own sort of fucking fucked up thing. But um, that... I, I I try to be respectful of, you know, all people and, and understand that I can't control everybody's, you know, decisions and that, um, you know, I, what, I do find myself very fortunate that neither my boyfriend or I had severe symptoms. And I mean, I still, I worry, I wear my mask, I social distance, um, especially now, you know, that I've had it and, and I don't have the option not to work. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of people are running into the issue with is that maybe they want to quarantine and stay at home, but you know, a lot of people don't have that option because mm-hmm. of the country that we live in and the type of government that we have where we're not taking care of our own people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and that I think is where the danger is, is that those who are immunocompromised and, or who, who live with somebody or care for some, who some, somebody who is, they can't take the precautions that they need to because the government's not giving a shit about the American people. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, we leading in from, you know, kind of leading into the next part of the conversation, that is the fucking the election. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I'm ready for this to be over. I'm ready for it to be right. over with. Get believe. us to inauguration day and let's let this shit fucking die because I think I get I, I think that everybody on both fucking sides of the coin are just like, is this just can we just stop? Can we please just stop? And I don't think it's gonna get any better anytime soon. I think honestly it's about to get a lot worse in a lot of ways um and that we're going to start seeing protests again and potential riots and um but it's going to be coming from the other side yeah (laughs) you know it it's 
and, and my experiences with having to quarantine, you know, and, and stay at home when you have COVID, it's honestly a lot less fun than the first oh, one yeah. was where it's just like, um, you know, not that I just went out wherever and I definitely, I haven't been to a fucking restaurant in a long ass time, you know, to, well, when we went to Panera the other day and that was nice to be able to, you know, at least we were able to be in our own little secluded corner. Um, but to, you know, we've lost a lot of luxuries from yeah. this year that I don't think a lot of people realize, you know. I mean, we're even, like, losing movies and TV shows at this right. point. Right! Like, the, and music. Just the... Concerts. Yeah. You know? the, the simple pleasure of being able to go to a concert, like... Or um, go to the movies. Go like, to the movies. Honestly, I know it's, like, a dying thing, but I love going to the fucking movies. I'll spend my $50 and go see a movie for an hour and a half or two hours. And, Truth. And, and pay $30 for fucking popcorn and a soda. Oh, like, no, I miss they that. Have those, they have those recliners. You can buy beer there now. Like, they have really awesome snacks now. And most of the time, I just, like, take in, like, a tote bag. If you, I was going to say, like, who, like, aside from getting popcorn and maybe a soda, like, I always bring in my own snacks. I fucking should yeah. sneak that shit in my backpack like hell yeah no no i'm not paying eight dollars for a reese's peanut butter cup you assholes (laughs) so true and by the way um dollar tree is where it's at yeah (laughs) get all your get all your dollar snacks from the dollar tree man (laughs) for real but what you pay for one snack at the theater you get like 10 Right, from Dollar Tree, right. and they even have them in the little boxes. Yeah, like the fa- it just—it's like so it's, they'll never know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just—I don't know. All in all, man, it's just been so intense going through twenty twenty, and and I I do think that you know people like you and I and my family and our you know close personal family members between all of us, you know the both of us. We're really lucky, um, you know, nobody I know aside from myself has gotten COVID, like my brother or my sister. Um, no, granted, uh, I know that my brother does work from home. Um, my sister, they practice social distancing and, uh, you know, strict quarantining standards. Like, she couldn't go back to work until she for sure got a negative test. And if it would have been positive, they would have made her quarantine for, like, another, two, like, week or something like that. Um, my mom that never got it. My dad so never got it. my little brother, he just got back to New York from Florida mm-hmm. with me. And, um, he has to, like, quarantine is on, or quarantine, New York City, or I don't know, maybe the state, but definitely the city is, like, on very, very strict Strict. lockdown. You have to quarantine for two weeks after you come back from anywhere. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm not doing it, but I also, like, I don't know, we didn't really, we weren't around, like, even though we went to Florida, we weren't really around people, like... We went to the beach, you know, like that's open air, so you don't have to worry about that. We went to play uh, mini golf. That's open air as well because it's outside. Like, and the other part of the time, we were just like around our family members, Mm -hmm. you know, who have already been practicing social distancing and everything, you know, for months now. So, I mean, I, I I do feel lucky because I haven't gotten it. No one in my family has gotten it, like... Knock on wood. Knocking on wood here, you know, but... Well, I mean, aside from your dad, but they had really mild... Aside from my dad. Yeah. Yeah, but they had, like, a really mild, you know, time with it. My dad basically said he felt fine the entire time. He just kind of had the sniffles. But aside from that, um, yeah, I was just very glad that I was still able to see my family during the holidays, all of my immediate family. I got to see grandma and grandpa on both sides, and... You know, my parents and my family lives 
lives all over. So, um, yeah, was it a risk? Absolutely. But was it another, like, awesome way to end, the new, end this shitty fucking year? Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely awesome. Like, I wouldn't take it back. And, I mean, we all came out of it healthy, so. Yeah. It's fine. I, I know that my New Year's Eve, I went to bed at 1130. I did not make it to midnight. And I said, fuck you, 2020. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I will deal with 2021 in the morning. Oh, I stayed up till midnight. I didn't think I was going to make it because, you know, my bedtime's usually like 8 or 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But no, it was actually pretty cool because I just was sitting right here like on my couch and I could like see fireworks right out my window. So I was just like had my own little happy moment. See, fucking <laughs> for me, fireworks started at like 9 o'clock. Like oh, I was really? in my, yeah, like I was, I was in, um, you know, my, my work room. And I'm sitting there watching Outlander and, uh, you know, I'm sitting there with the cats napping on my lap and shit. And it just like out of nowhere, just fucking fireworks, like tons of them. And I'm just like, it's nine o'clock. What is happening? And then it got really intense at like midnight. Well, I run around midnight when I pass out at 1130 for that. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm going to bed. I'm not dealing with this. Y'all loud ass motherfuckers can do whatever you want. But I have had my fill of 2020. So celebrate however you see fit. But I'm going to bed. Right. Uh, Please keep it down. You're loud. Yeah. But, you know, all in all, I mean, for the shit show that 2020 was, I... I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to, the bar is on the floor for 2021, quite literally. <laughs> it might even be a couple feet below. It, yeah. But, um, you know, it's I. It's an all-time low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I am really, I, I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful to 2021 that we're going to start seeing some healing and some rebirth um, and growth from last year that this might be an opportunity and experience for all of us to come together and fix this shit, mm-hmm. fix something, do something together as a collective, because it's right now it's just everyone's at each other's throats for so many different reasons. And it sort of feels like the whole world is just in shambles. I know it's, it's really shitty because you know, a lot of like people, friends and family will like stop talking over politics or over their own beliefs of whatever, you know, and like a lot of people have done that this year. And that's one thing I've been kind of careful not to do because at the end of the day, you only have one family, you know, and I don't know, I'm not going to disown my family because of who they voted for. Just, I know it sucks, but you can't control other people. So, you know, it's either love them or leave them, but I'm not I don't know. It's not that important to me. It is, but it's also not as important as family bonds. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that's really shitty. I mean, I, it's like, I, I understand, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And let's, you know, let's just uh, hope for the best in, in this year. Cause that's really, that's essentially all we can do. I think that we all grew a lot this year. Yeah. You know, because it made us face a lot of things that we were pretty much avoiding or didn't want to deal with. And, like, when you are, you literally can't leave the house, you have no way to distract yourself from what you're supposed to be doing or, you know, what whatever your thoughts are when you're alone, you know, then it's like, you have to deal with it. You don't have any other option. You're, you know, you yep. have to face it. Face it down. Yeah. And that's, that is very true. Um, and you know, like I, I went through my own personal battles in quarantine with, you know, I had a, like a four day episode with CHS and then I got my diagnosis literally right when I was going back to work 
and was sick for that whole first week and tried to, you know, suffer through it so that I could, you know, start making some, you know, making money and, and getting back into sort of the swing of things. Um, and then going into quarantine uh, in, you know, late November, early December, you know, it sucked and it was hard, but uh, we made it through. And I think that that is something that we can take away is that we have made it through 2020. It's gone. It's behind us. And we can, you know, start coming together. And, and there's a lot of uh, astrology. Um, and I, I myself, I'm not an astrologer. I have, I mean, I do believe in astrology and the planetary alignments and the houses that they fall in and so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, of course, I'm going to trust those who have been doing astrology their whole life. But, um, you know, on, on that sort of level, there is a lot of opportunity and a lot of hope for growth. I know that uh, it's predicted that the first couple of months are going to be a little rough, but that by mid to end 2021, we're going to start seeing a lot of um, comeback from that, a lot of regrowth, and that 2022 is going to be substantially better than, you know, this year will be or the year prior. And I think that's important to kind of keep at heart is that as much as 2021 just sucked in every aspect of the word, it was absolute just terrible and shit um, in a lot of different ways that we've survived. We're here and I'm thankful that everyone is still here who is here. And um, for those who have not, I, I'm, I'm heartbroken by that because I wish they could have seen the other side of this and deserved to. Um, but we made it. And I think that's something that we should be thankful for and um, be hopeful that this year we'll have better things in store well, for all of us. And just for the fact that everybody, you know, like, and everybody went through different things, but, like, just the fact that, like, we've had the experience with 2020, hopefully we can take it and harness what we, what we learned. you know, what we learned and, like, Put it towards the greater good in 2020. Yeah, don't don't waste the you know don't waste it. Like you know what I mean. Like we did what we could to survive, and we did, and we absolutely should take. And now we should take that knowledge and try to avoid, you know, making that happen mistakes. again. Yeah, you know, because absolutely. I'm not saying that it's any one person's fault, but like I'm just saying, like at least now we're more better equipped to handle another year like 2020. Whereas, like when it was happening, it was just like happening to us, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Like, please make it stop. When is it going to end? Please make it stop. When is it going to end? Yeah, and um, you know, now at least we kind of know how to handle such an insane, crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy eventful. So, I don't know. Do we have anything else to touch on? No. I mean... I can't really think of... I mean... Covered... covered yeah, covered some of the biggest stuff. Yeah. Pretty much wraps it up. Um, yeah, so... Sayonara 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing in 2021 with our first, you know, episode for the year. And hopefully we'll have, you know, many more positive things to look forward to and talk about. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, I think that's it for today. We'll see you next week on Impractical Theorists. Thanks again for listening.